The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We call on you again tonight to teach us and to help us to live the life you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the people of God shouted a louder, Amen. All right, help me greet a neighbor to your left or to your right. You can be seated in God's presence. We have a very august visitor in our midst this evening. Very, very special um, person. She's the wife of um, the pastor of our church in Toronto. Abby, all the way from Canada. It was so cold there. She came to borrow some of our Lagos heat. Those of you that are complaining about heat in Lagos, there are people in Canada that are complaining about cold. So you better appreciate God for what you have because some people are appreciating God for it. Please, let's welcome um, Mrs. Sheyi um, Adedeji. Thank you. She's just visiting Lagos for one week or thereabouts. She'll be back in the cold. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And if you want to go to Canada, just hook up with her. All right. Praise the Lord. It was when Minister Nana said today is the last Wednesday of the month. That's when it actually dawned on me. I thought we had one more Wednesday. Ouch. It's actually the last Wednesday of the month. Is somebody grateful to God? Look at your neighbor and say, God has been keeping you again. Another one month. Hallelujah. Um, of course, next week we'll be having our Elevate Fasting and Prayer. So a lot of what we'll be doing next week, we'll be praying. Um, bear in mind, it's going to be for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So please plan that um, into your program. You know, no matter how much we pray, either as individuals or as a church, um, we, we never pray enough. On, on several levels and um, sometimes particularly if you've thrown yourself into prayer or you've been consistent in praying for any reasonable period of time you may feel tempted to think ah I've done enough you have not done enough um, you've not prayed enough we, we need to keep um, Jesus said we ought always to pray and not to faint glory be to God so um, don't be shocked that we are calling another three-day fasting and prayer and that we are having three days of prayer again next week. Praise the Lord. All right, so that means I want to begin to wrap up some of the things we've been talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. We are still going to continue talking about wonders without um, number next month. Um, the direction God is putting on my heart is to be taking our pursuit um, themes for about two months. Um, we, we usually do a theme of teaching every month. This month is on the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the month goes so fast. Hallelujah. It's as if we've uh, not covered enough ground yet. Um, of course, we'll always teach about the Holy Spirit another time or whatever it is we are talking about. So um, I want us to be taking certain themes that will stretch for about two months. We did that in January and February concerning starting strong. I want to do that um, concerning wonders. 
And um, I hope you've been praying for wonders in your life. Ah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Even if you've not been seeing wonders, I hope you have been praying about wonders. If you keep on, it's only a matter of time. That's what the book of Galatians says. That if you do not faint, faint means stop, you will reap. Um, so, whether it's any kind of seed you are sowing, including prayer, you need to continue. Hallelujah. Okay. So, um, we start talking about how the Holy Spirit can help us maximize life. Maximize life. Um, again, this is the plan. This is the plan. There is no other plan from God. It's important to know that God has plans. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that. I know the plans or the thoughts that I think towards you. God plans our lives. And God has planned the way the Christian is supposed to live in this world. And it is with the help of the Holy Spirit. One of the scriptures we... Um, dealt with was John chapter 14 and Jesus said that he will not leave us as orphans and he was talking about sending the spirit to come and dwell in us what that simply means if you've been following our teaching is that the Christian that does not learn how to engage the spirit of God for everyday living and even for ministry and everything you do you will live an orphan life that will not be your story in Jesus name oh. I mean, you, you, it will look as if nobody is helping you. And I see that often. And that's part of what is really fueling some of these things we are teaching. The, the Christian has a father. I, I use this analogy of and the experience, the encounter I had with God, with me and my children. And in that space, God said, you don't father as well as I do. I mean, that's... The way you are responding to your children. Oh, my son said in that, oh, daddy, I'm cold. He, in fact, he did it again two days ago when we were going to school. So he brought the memory back to my mind. And it was reflex. And God is saying, I'm a better father than you are. I'm a better father to you than you are to your son. So I've been telling God a lot of I'm cold. Of course, my own request is not cold. But I mean, you, you need to get to that part where you are relating with God on that frequency. And you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. In Jesse Duplantis' book, Encounters with the God, God Kind, when he went to heaven, he, he, he recounted a very interesting experience he had in that vision. So um, Jesus was taking him around, and he took him to the throne room, and the, the father was there sitting on the throne. And he said while they were there, he now asked without... He had asked the question before he thought about what he was asking, what about the Holy Ghost? I mean, he knew about the Trinity. And he said, Jesus just looked at him with one, how can you be asking that kind of question? He's on the earth. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is not here. He's with you guys on the earth. Praise the Lord. Jesus has returned to heaven. The heavenly father is in heaven. The spirit of God dwells in us and with us here on the earth. And that is the plan. To live with the Holy Ghost. To live with his help to live with his comfort, to live with his strength, to live with his wisdom, to live with his power, hallelujah, to, to live with everything he offers. If you don't miss it, there's no other plan. In fact, that's why I want to stress a lot today. We, 
Jeremiah, I quoted this scripture last week, so let, let's get into it. Jeremiah chapter 2, this is where we left off last Wednesday. And God was here rebuking the nation of Israel that they had forsaken him. This is what he said in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. My people, how many of God's people are here? Shout a loud hallelujah. My people have committed two evils. Now, this is the nation of Israel, not you. <laughs> but we can learn something from this story. This accusation. They are forsaking me, the fountain of living waters. So it was addressing the nation of Israel. They had gotten to a point where if you read the previous verse, they had gone after other gods. They had forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. They had forsaken God. When they needed to pay their bills, it wasn't God they were calling anymore. When they needed protection, it wasn't God that they were calling anymore. When they were in trouble, didn't know what to do, they were not calling on God. They had forsaken God. And they have hewn to themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, referring to other gods, that cannot hold water. So two offenses. Number one, they have stopped calling on me, looking to me, seeking my face. Number two, they have now gone to meet somebody else. And I want to establish this here and now. Please catch this. And I've said this a lot in church. If you don't know how to live by the Spirit, because you have to live, you will go and look for solutions somewhere else. You will look for solutions somewhere else. If your heart is broken and you don't know how to engage and embrace and receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit... You have two options. Continue to live with a broken heart, which is not humanly possible after a while. You will look for it. Or you go and look for the next guy that will break your heart. I mean, not break it harder than the first guy that broke the heart. Or if you are not a lady, whatever the experience is. You will look for solutions elsewhere. So there's a lot we can learn from what God is telling them here. They have got, and look, at, look how we describe the other gods. They are broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Look at verse 11 of the same Jeremiah chapter 2. My people have changed their glory. You know, that's what the Holy Ghost is supposed to be to us. In fact, the Bible refers to the Holy Ghost as the glory of God. In the book of Romans, talking about the fact that the Holy Spirit resurrected Jesus and said he was resurrected by the glory of the Father. They are forsaken, they have changed their glory for what does not profit. All these other options we have. For comfort, for direction, for leadership, for counsel, for help, for standby, for strengthening. Everything the Holy Ghost is meant to do in our lives. Every other alternative to that can never profit us. We are talking about maximizing life as well as the Holy Ghost. And that's why this text makes a lot of meaning to us. We don't want to be in this situation where rather than getting what we want from God and you can't do that in the New Testament without the Holy Spirit. That is the person of the Godhead that is reigning now. From Genesis to Malachi, it was the reign of Elohim or the Father. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, it was the reign of the Son, Jesus Christ. After the Gospels, the um, Acts, Book of Acts, is the reign of the Holy Ghost. Still, Jesus returns. Praise the Lord. So you, you have to know 
how to engage life with the Spirit. Ah, Pastor, I don't know. Learn it. Anybody that walks with the Holy Ghost to any appreciable level, they learn it. I, I was talking with some of our staff in the office today. I was telling them that, look, all these things we do now, we learn them. If I know how to pray today, it's because I learned how to pray. If I know how to hear God to the point where it brings me results, it's because I learned how to hear God. And it is not complicated. I hope you still remember that phrase this year. It's not complicated. Some people try to make these things look very deep. It's not. My, I, will see, I will keep going back to this illustration of my, my children. So Uriofe has been learning some new words now. And this is the one that shocked me the most. One of our favorite new words now is sweetheart. <laughs> you know where it came from. I mean, it, it, it happened like last week. I was stunned. So I think she was just, she must have been hearing Pastor Wendy and I used. So we were just in the room. She was sitting on her bed. She just mentioned the sweetheart. Hey! That's how simple these things are. Hey, I don't know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hang out with Christians that know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come for midweek service. Come for prayer meeting. Come for night vigil. That's how we, after a while, you, you just, what we are saying, you start, and that's how children learn their parents' tongue. By hanging out with their parents, sooner or later, she will start. Another word she learned now. So when Nifemi are, are, are doing a um, lesson with their teacher, and uh, she just says, hey, homework, homework. And she knows when you go into the study, we have a little study in a room where they do their lesson, is place for homework. So sometimes she just come and tell you, she, she will start walking towards the study place, homework. She doesn't have homework. But as she's hearing words that you are saying, And that's how a Christian should be. Oh, I don't know about the Holy Ghost. You came to church, fine. You got born again. After a while, praise the Lord, of being born again and coming to church and hearing us say sweetheart and homework, you too should start saying sweetheart and homework. <laughs> At least start saying the words first, even if it doesn't have meaning to you. Can I hear loud amen? Praise God. Look at that text again. Jeremiah 2.13. It's interesting that God referred to himself as the fountain of living waters. That's God was talking about himself here. And that is the phrase Jesus in the New Testament used to describe the Holy Spirit. And that's why this scripture is very important to us today. They are forsaking me, the fountain of living waters. This was God talking. So in John chapter 4, when Jesus was having that discourse with the woman at the well... The woman, Jesus told her in verse 13, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Talking about natural water, the water from the well. Verse 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him. I, I like that phrase here, drink of the water. It's not enough to have the water. You must drink of the water. I've told this story over and over again. The guy that was dying of thirst. Dying of love, dying of comfort, dying of direction, lack of direction. Dying of strength that the Holy Ghost brings. And they now brought the water to him. Instead of drinking the water, he started dancing and telling stories. If I drink this water, I will not die. In the process of doing that, he fell down and died. I think some people are like that in church. Or with the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. He can give you water. He can give you joy. He can give you peace. He can comfort you. He can counsel you. He can strengthen you. Instead of drinking of the counsel, drinking of the water, drinking of the comfort, you are just dancing around and jigging around the Holy Ghost. And no comfort, no joy, no direction. 
drink of the water. You can go and sit by a well forever and still die of thirst. Praise the Lord. That will not be your story. But there's something about drinking of the water. So he said, whoever shall drink of the water that I will give you shall never thirst. If you have the Holy Ghost, which is what Jesus was telling the woman here. And remember, Jesus was referring to the new birth experience. All these scriptures about the Holy Ghost I want to show you here, they're all new birth. And that's what we are saying here. At the instant of new birth. You don't get the Holy Ghost long after you have now become five-year, ten-year Christian. Then God now says, ah, you have tried. Now let's take you to the other level. Take the Holy Ghost. You are now anointed. No! You got him the moment you made Jesus your, your Lord and Savior. That's what Jesus gave you. Hallelujah. He gave you his spirit. So at this time of new birth, he gives you the Holy Spirit. You are supposed to be drinking. The water I shall give him, still verse 14 of John chapter 4, will become in him a fountain of water. The same thing God used in Jeremiah chapter 2. A fountain of water, watch this, springing up to everlasting life. Hallelujah. I love the woman's response. The moment he had that, honestly, this is how we should be. Sometimes this amazes me. I don't know. The way this man responded was the way I responded when I said hearing these things. Like I always said, when I had people like Honor Copeland says, God has a plan for my life. For where? Show me the plan. I, I never knew God had a plan for my life. When I had Fred Price teach, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You, never be, you don't have to be sick again. Show me how to. I, I, I don't want to be sick again. And I've not been sick again. When I hear people like Copeland, when they are declaring then, I will never be pointed in my life. Ah, can somebody talk like that? Growing up in my parents' house, even though we were never poor, there was this attitude that they had, because they didn't have a revelation of the world, that it's possible to lose the money we have. Because they have seen people that were once rich that are now poor. So that fear was in the air. Something can just happen. Maybe the husband can just die suddenly. Or he loses his job suddenly. Then, we, you know, we used to live in Ikoyi. Now we can't afford to live in Ikoyi anymore. We have to go to Agege. That, that, that kind of atmosphere. So when I had someone declare things like, I will, ah, can you tell tomorrow? Can you tell tomorrow? Ah, you, you, don't, you don't know tomorrow, but there's someone that knows tomorrow. And he lives inside of you. Ah, I, give me the water. I want to drink that. That's the kind of life I want. And that's what she said. Sir, give me this water. That I may not thirst. Of course, she, was, she thought she was talking about physical water. But attitude is the point. Attitude is the point. Praise God. This is still how they are describing the Holy Ghost and what Jesus is doing in heaven. Jesus gives you his spirit. And they described it as the fountain of living water. Revelations of John. Revelation chapter 7. Look at what Jesus is still doing in heaven till today, right here and now. On this 20, what day of March are we now? If they have 27th of March in heaven. At this hour, 7 p.m., watch what he said he saw Jesus doing. Revelation of things to come that are happening in heaven. These are all heavenly visions. Revelation 7, 16. They shall hunger, they, they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. Somebody say, I like that. I want that. Like that woman say, give me this water that I can drink. Say, give me this water that I can drink. 
I mean, these people you saw, no hunger, no thirst, the sun, like the crazy Lagos sun, thank God we even have some reprieve today, shall not strike them, nor any heat. Hallelujah. Verse 17, for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne, number one, he will shepherd them. Say with me, the Lord is my shepherd. David saw it by revelation in the New Testament. Jesus declared it that that is me in the New, I mean, in the Old Testament. David saw it. Jesus called himself that in Testament. In heaven, he is still a shepherd. Praise the Lord. He will shepherd them and lead them to fountains of living, or fountains of water. He will lead us to fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Now, as it is in heaven, so let it be to us on earth. Glory be to God. So you shouldn't risk it. I say, okay, when I get to heaven, that's when they will wipe away all the tears. That's how old-time ignorant Christians used to live. You know those people that used to live in the days where there was no car? Eh? Imagine in 2019, now you two are saying, ah, eh, I, don't, I don't want to drive car. Because my forefathers, they walked on foot. No. We have knowledge now. We don't only drive car, we fly. So there were some things they didn't know, old-time Christians. That is when I get to heaven, they will wipe away every tear. It's when I get to heaven, heaven, that the sun will not be biting me. It's when I get to heaven that I will not know hunger. I can suffer here on the earth. We, are, we know better now. The same way we can fly around now. We know better. As it is in heaven, glory be to God. So it is here on earth, or so let it be on earth. So if he's doing these things, giving fountain of living water, he's doing it today. And he does that by his spirit that dwells in us. Oh, hallelujah. Look at another vision of heaven John had. Revelation 21. Revelation 21 verse 5. He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. May your life be decorated with new things this year in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, this is my year of new things. And this is how it happens. Jesus makes all things. Glory be to God. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And this is what he told him to write. He said to me, it is done or it is finished. A reference to salvation. The finished work on the cross. Calvary. It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the living water of life freely to him that thirsts. Somebody say, I'm thirsty. Ah, that's not how to say it. I'm thirsty. Hallelujah. Please hear one major thing I'm stressing here tonight. Some of us, you know why you're not drinking? You are not thirsty. Maybe you don't know the water is available. Maybe you are not aware of how to drink it, how to engage it. And these are the things I'm teaching us. You need to drink. You see, he said, I will give the fountain of what? Huh? Yeah. The water of life freely. Hallelujah. But you now put a caveat there for him that thirsty. And it's when you are thirsty, when, when you are hungry for this, and that's when you drink them. Let, let's look at, I want us to study this. Titus chapter, is it chapter 2 or chapter 3? I love the way Apostle Paul described it here. Titus chapter 3. Let's do a little Bible study or a little Bible reading tonight. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Titus 3 from verse 4. Again, describing salvation. We, we have to get to the point where we know. I, I tell those people that come for the altar call, you need to start knowing what has happened and then how you can maximize it. Titus 3 and 4. When the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, Salvation didn't come because, oh, I didn't steal money. Oh, I, I prayed well. Oh, I lived right. No, it's not by the works of our righteousness. But it came according to the mercy, to his mercy, the mercy of God. He saved us. Somebody shout, I'm saved. By the mercy of God. He saved us. How? Through, please watch this carefully. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost did a renewing work. Hallelujah. In our lives. This is a dimension of new birth. Oh, yes. When we prayed, the blood of Jesus washed away our sins. And God made us new creations. Beautiful, that is true. But watch this perspective. The renewing of the Holy Spirit, the washing of regeneration, and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, verse 6, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm an heir of God. I can't hear you. Say it out loud, I'm an heir of God. According to the hope of eternal life. So there's a walk, the spirit, he called it the, 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 the spirit of regeneration. There's a regenerating or renewing walk. The Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer. It starts at new birth. And it's through that walk or that operation of God or of the spirit that you can live out your inheritance. Or live like an heir. You can be all that God wants you to be. Oh, praise the Lord. Without the Holy Ghost, we can never maximize these things. So it behooves us to keep learning and learning and growing and growing and developing on how to live by the Spirit. To maximize what we have. We see it all over scriptures that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Without living by the Spirit, we can never maximize it. Hallelujah. So, two major operations. Let me go further here, where I'm going, um, that the Spirit does. We talked about three things we should do or we, should, we can engage in so that we can maximize this life by the Holy Ghost. One number one, we must make sure the Holy Ghost is involved in our thoughts, our ideas, our visions, our dreams, our plans, our hope. So important. So important. So important. You must be that guy that you get Holy Ghost-inspired ideas. This is now drinking, you know. This is the drinking part. This is the drinking part. We are not talking about physical water here. We are using the analogy of physical water. Do you know the way you are thirsty? 
If you are thirsty, you know what to do. You go to wherever the water is and you drink and it quenches your thirst. The same way, you may be here today, you have no plans for 2019 or your tomorrow, or you don't have any ideas, you can't see your future by the Holy Ghost. You shouldn't stay that way. You should be hungry or thirsty for the Holy Ghost to give you ideas. I'm not saying Pastor T give you ideas. I'm not saying your husband give you ideas. I'm saying the Holy Ghost. And you either have Holy Ghost ideas or you don't. And the promise is, if you are thirsty, I will give you. Oh, praise the Lord. Number two thing we said is that you must get to the point where the Spirit of God is operating in you. I'm going back there in a minute. And the third thing is that the things you execute, I focused on this a lot last week. Make sure you execute by the Holy Spirit. Learn to do your job by the Holy Ghost. Learn to preach or pastor or whatever it is you are doing ministry by the Holy Ghost. Learn to drive by the Holy Ghost. Or enter bus, transport yourself, but make sure the Holy Ghost is involved. If you, and of course, there are a lot of other things. I'm just focusing on those three things. One, because of time. Two, so that people can learn how to drink and how to live this life. My thinking, the operations of the Spirit in me, and the things I do. Get Holy Ghost involved. How do I do that? Praise the Lord. There are three things I have given you. Number one, be conscious. Consciousness of the Holy Spirit and awareness. Believe the Bible that tells you the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you. First John 4, 4. The greater one. Choir sang a powerful song about that. Was it last Sunday or two Sundays ago? Believe it and be conscious of it. So, like I said, I enter my car. I want to drive home. I want to get to work. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just talk to him. We, another way we, someone called it is practicing the presence of the Holy Ghost. The same way I will see Pastor Yinka, and I, if I wasn't preaching, I hey, hello, Pastor Yinka, how was your day? I talk with him, I engage him. Do that with the Holy Ghost. Be conscious that the Holy Ghost dwells in you. Be aware, like I'm aware that Pastor Yinka is here. And you just do that to him. If you do that and you do that well enough, pretty soon the Holy Ghost, you will start hearing thoughts of the Holy Spirit. So we were driving, they were taking me to preach on Sunday. Very good example, protocol I was driving. And there was a slow car in our front driving, and the guy just overtook in a non-Holy Ghost way, the driver. So I think that, that driving is not Holy Ghost inspired. But that's your flesh. And that's life. And I knew if he was conscious of the Holy Ghost I was driving that car, he would have had a check. See, it was his flesh he yielded to. Simple basic things like that. Too. You know that he overtook, but he didn't have an accident. He didn't make any difference. But if you can live life, I mean, I do that. I use Holy Ghost to choose the shirt I should wear. This is how I practice things. So if I'm good already at hearing the voice of God on choosing shirts, you know, if I choose the wrong shirt, it won't matter. When it's time to choose wife, that it matters. May you not choose the wrong wife for, for those of you that are not yet married. Amen. <laughs> Consciousness, awareness, practicing the presence of the Spirit. And I want to add this tonight. How, how do I get this thing? How do I get um, Holy Ghost ideas? How do I get the operations going? How do I get to execute with the Holy Ghost, the spirit of diligence? Pray in tongues a lot. Pray in tongues a lot. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues. As we gave them utterance. This is yielding to the Holy Ghost now. 
So it's not enough to just be conscious of him or to be aware of him or to practice his presence. You talk to him, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I bless you, Holy Spirit. You are going to work or you are at work in the office. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's there. You hit a brick wall. Ah, man, I do this almost every time. Right from my accounting days. The accounting solutions I, will, I, I can do myself because of the training. But you always mix some challenges where you've done everything you know to do. You can't see, you still can't balance the book. I can't tell you how many times. Like, this, I've been living like this. When it gets to that point where I've tried and tried, I've exhausted all my natural, I've done everything I know to do, and I, I just engage the Holy Spirit. Many times by the following day when I come back, I will, know what, I will just see it plain and clear. What I didn't see a day before, two, or two days before, three days before. Hallelujah. When you are aware of him, praying in tongues a lot, it is a shame. It is a shame that particularly in Pentecostal churches, we see have many Christians that either don't pray in tongues or don't pray in tongues enough. And don't move too much. They won't I'm talking about you. That's, that's the problem. So you are the guy that has the water but is not drinking the water. Give me this water that I might drink. It's not enough to be by a well. Drink the water. Pray in tongues a lot. I don't know how many hours I've used to pray in tongues today. But clearly a day when I know I'm going to preach. I do. But even when I'm not preaching, I'm taking a bath, oh, I'm praying in tongues. I'm driving, oh, I'm praying in tongues. I'm sleeping, I'm praying in tongues. Pray, just pray in tongues a lot. Yield to the Holy Ghost. So it includes singing in the Spirit, dancing in the Spirit, laughing in the Spirit. Yield. Be conscious. Be aware, number one, pray in tongues a lot. Look, there's no way you can pray in tongues a lot that Holy Ghost thoughts will not come to your mind. There's no way you can pray in tongues that the operations of the Spirit will not be evident in your life. There's no way you can pray in tongues when it's time to do what you need to do. The Spirit of God will not be upon you. Pray in tongues a lot. Hallelujah. And the third vital thing is what we are talking about here. Don't use another system. That scripture we read in Jeremiah 20, um, chapter 2, where I started from. Don't learn to do things by the Holy Spirit. This is the solution. This is how I'm going to get married by the Holy Ghost. This is how I'm going to run my marriage by the Holy Ghost. This is how I'm going to run my career by the Holy Ghost. This is how I'm going to do my ministry by the Holy Ghost. This is how I'm going to handle my finances. I'm not going to forsake the Holy Ghost. Don't ask for the counsel of the Holy Ghost. Don't ask for the advice of the Holy Ghost. Don't ask for the reason of the Holy Ghost in handling money. And you're wondering why you are broke. I am wondering why you're not broker. That's what I tell people. Thank God for his mercy. It should be worse for some people. My people have committed to evils. They are forsaking the Holy Ghost. No, no direction of the Holy Ghost where money is concerned. And you are living in a dangerous, tough economy. I was telling them in Okoba last one, they are making more money now in 2019 than before. And it doesn't surprise me. And that's what will happen when the Holy Ghost gets involved. I shared a testimony the other time ago. Some of the things we are doing in church. I am so convinced the Holy Ghost held that money, kept that money aside for us. See, when you pray in the Spirit and you are yielded to the Spirit, you, you, it's the day you need the help. You just say, ah, God has been working for me all this time. You will never be stranded in life. Because he will always operate. He can see tomorrow that you can't see. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Now, let's get again into these operations of the Spirit. I want to go a bit deeper tonight. Can I continue? Or is somebody angry with what I'm saying? Are we still on the same side? Am I still your pastor? Are you still my members? Are we still friends? Praise the Lord. So, there are two dimensions of the operations of the Spirit. And we've covered some ground on this. Number one is the fruit of the Spirit. We studied Romans chapter 8 from verse 1 to 17, like two or three Wednesdays ago. Galatians 5.16. There's a part of this I've not touched. Please, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. This is the first operation of the Holy Spirit you should engage in. And I will reiterate it again before someone says, I don't know how to do that. Number one, be conscious of him, be aware of him. Number two, practice, and, and that in, includes practicing his presence. Number two, yield to him, pray in tongues a lot. And number three, don't forsake him. And don't look for solutions elsewhere. When, when you're facing life challenges, like we say here, Oluwa is involved. Get Oluwa involved. How do you get the Oluwa involved? By the Holy Ghost. You want God involved in anything, you must involve the Holy Ghost. And that means you must know how to involve the Holy Ghost. So, in Galatians 5, it, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And from verse 22, which is where we quote a lot, it mentions them. It's love, joy, and all the other seven things he mentioned, making nine fruit of the Spirit. But if you really study what he was saying, this is mirroring what he taught in Romans chapter 8. You and I are in this situation where there's the option of the flesh and the option of the Spirit. And he went on earlier, I said the works of the flesh are these. If you yield to your flesh, like the guy driving me on Sunday, you will overtake dangerously. Like most Lagos Nigerians are driving. I mean, most Lagos drivers are. Oh, you may get away with it every other time. But one day, quote and unquote, your luck will run out. And it didn't start the day they had the accident to it's 10 years ago that they've been driving, forsaking the Holy Ghost in their driving. No fruit of the spirit of patience. And down to something as basic as driving. Because if you are patient, you won't have to overtake. It's just a 30 second to your turn, 30 second drive. But you're not patient. Your flesh is raging. So no one can stay in your front for 10 minutes. So you are, you are just driving with the Holy Ghost. That's a very basic example. Though. The same principles when people can't turn their marriage into their career. And you have that challenge, yielding to my flesh every day. Every day. Yielding to your flesh, yielding to your spirit. So what do you do? You engage the Holy Ghost to put the flesh on that. This is how we ended the chapter. Look at that Galatians 5 verse 26. Hallelujah. Verse 24 says, those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and lusts. I've talked a lot. I, I don't have time to go down. This, this was the scripture that delivered me from pornography. No pastor, nobody. They just told me when I got born again, read your Bible. I was reading Bible. It was my father's house. Not just reading my Bible. And I saw that text. And it just dawned on me. Hey, I don't have to be doing this pornography thing anymore. This is just not a few weeks after I got born again. That was the end. Oh, the temptations have come over. And over. I go, but anytime it comes, I go back. It still works till tomorrow. If we live in the spirit... This is the point we are teaching here. And we, are, we live in the Spirit. In other words, we have the Spirit as new creations. We have the Holy Ghost. Let us also walk in that Spirit. In other words, instead of yielding to our flesh and driving like the average crazy downfall driver in Lagos, and their influence will rub off on you, because the same way my influence is rubbing off on my daughter. She's hearing me saying, sweetheart, sweetheart. 
She too, she's saying, sweetheart, now. Because you see Lagos drivers driving one way, the day you attempt to drive one way, you too, you drive one way, or to overtake anyhow. I'm bringing this into basic every day where we live. But we shouldn't do that. That's the message here. Let love guide all our life. Let joy, let self-control guide us. So he said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. In other words, instead of manifesting all the fruits of the flesh, let, let's jump to verse 16. I wanted to read verse 16. We've not been reading it. We've been quoting it. Or we've been just saying, we've just been mentioning Galatians 5. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Glory be to God. If you are conscious, aware of the presence of the Spirit in your life, if you allow the operations of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will be moved or controlled by the Holy Spirit rather than your flesh. The works of the flesh are, because the flesh lost against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. Same message in Romans chapter 8. And these are contrary one to another, that you will not do the things you wish. Every Christian here, if I ask, you will say, we all want to please the Holy Spirit. But we don't always please the Holy Spirit. So it's not a matter of what we wish to do. It's what we program ourselves to do. What we motivate ourselves to do. Everybody wants to live by the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The works of the flesh are evident. Adultery, fornication, long list. The fruit of the Spirit is also evident. So what does it say? Live in the Spirit. Verse 25 again. Let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another. All this is, this is works of the flesh. When you start seeing two Christians fighting, this is it. They are yielding to their flesh. There's nothing else to it. Nepal may take light to... Uh, there may be traffic, all this one is just the excuse. The bottom line is, you have not allowed the oppression of the spirit to overcome your flesh. Envying one another. Somebody say, that is not me. Hallelujah. So that is one dimension of the oppressions of the Holy Ghost. The other one is what I want to go into tonight. The gifts of the spirit. These are the two broad categories. And you maximize life. This is a vital aspect of maximizing life when you allow these things to operate in your life. Not just the fruit. Sometimes you have people that have cultivated the fruit but have done nothing about the gifts and life is still not maximized. The examples have been given in this series. The um, Daniels, the Josephs, the Davids. They had these two things going on. They were people of character. Oh, they were not perfect. They made mistakes here and there. I mean, Joseph and Daniel were quite exemplary. There was hardly any scandal attached to their name. But we know David made mistakes. But the beauty of the story is that God still restored him. But then, the character, and that's what the gifts of the Spirit are about. The character of the Spirit was evident in their lives. But not just the character of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit were also evident in their life. And we need to raise and train Christians... Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you, my brother. Then tell him or her, it is not complicated. <laughs> the commandments of God are not grievous. To know how to function in the gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's read a bit about that. We've not talked so much about these gifts. 
I want to cover that briefly tonight. First Corinthians chapter 12. What, what are we talking about when we talk about the gifts? The gifts are, let me define it first and foremost like this, the abilities of God. The things that God can do that are not humanly possible. The way Daniel ruled in Babylon was not humanly possible. How can a king dream? And you will come and tell the king his dream. I mean, that is humanly impossible. In fact, the other astrologers told them, only the gods can tell you this thing. We are not in your bedroom. Even if I was in your bedroom, I can't know your... Do you know your husband's dream at night? Even if I slept on the same bed with you. But there is a God in heaven that knows all the secrets. They are not humanly possible. How can you avert a famine that will ruin the entire world and only you, you are the only man in the world that knows the solution? Is what Joseph did. It's not humanly possible. And that is what we have. That's the advantage you and I have as Christians. When the world is saying there's a casting down, you and I should be saying there's a lifting up. I'm not saying with mouth, I'm saying with our lives. Everybody's broke, but you, you have money. Everybody's sick, but you are healthy. Everybody's marriage has crashed. You, you are doing 20th anniversary, and the whole world is seeing it. We're even supposed to pray for Dr. K before I start preaching today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Things that humanly, it's, it's rare or impossible. Oh, hallelujah. Abilities of God. The Holy Ghost should be operating in our lives in such a dimension that things that human beings can't ordinarily do, we are doing them. And we should ensure that is going on. And those three things I said will help you. Number one, consciousness and awareness. I need to repeat over and over again. Two, praying in the spirit, yielding to the spirit. Three, not going after another solution. Stay with this one. Stay with the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 12, let, let's read about it. And part of the gifts of the Spirit is also serving other people, serving humanity. That's what Joseph was doing. That's what Daniel was doing. That's what David was doing. David had no personal interest in killing Goliath. Primarily speaking. It was for the nation. Of course, it benefited him. Of course, Daniel was rewarded every time he interpreted the king's dream. Of course, Joseph was rewarded when he saw the national crisis. But there were national problems. It wasn't his wife. It wasn't a personal matter now. And we need that. We can't maximize life without this. Where the abilities of God are not evident in our lives. We are not going to maximize life. And we can't function in the abilities of God without the Holy Ghost. Oh, if you are still here, shout a loud amen. amen. I want to quickly get somewhere tonight. So where does I say you should go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12? If you have it, say a loud amen. amen. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. It's spiritual in the original, but it's talking about the gifts because that's what he listed. So the translators were okay to put that there. You know that you are Gentiles carried away with these dumb idols. You were not a Christian before. But now you're a Christian. Let me quickly move because of time. Verse 4. These, there are diversities of gifts. Please note that. But the same spirit. 
This is why I say when we say spirit of wisdom, oh, spirit of revelation, oh, spirit of power, oh, spirit of the fear of the Lord, oh, we are not saying different spirits. You see, diversities of operations of this. Well, it's one Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. There are differences of ministries. Your ministry, your calling, your assignment in church may be different from my own. But we are serving the same Lord. Hallelujah. And there are diversities of activities. We do different things. What you do may be different from what I do. But it's the same God who works all in all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given, please, this is my emphasis here, to each one. Hallelujah. Each one. Somebody said that includes me. God expects each one. Just like God expects each one to bear the fruit of love, God expects each one to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Each one. Hallelujah. Manifestation of the Spirit is given for, for the profit of all. Please, this is very important here. The gifts have to do with serving other people, benefiting other people. So when Joseph was able to figure out a solution for the famine, and as we talked about a lot last week, executed the plan. Over a 14-year period, not that he got tired after three years, not that he started in the spirit, then he continued in the flesh, then by year five, the crisis crippled the economy. No. Executed the plan diligently. Profiting all. That's the gift of the spirit. Hallelujah. Look, I, I, I put something, I think it was on social media today. Our lives will be so much better. Life, as we know it, will be so much better if we did it by the Holy Spirit. So much better. On an individual level, you will be happier. You will be richer. Hello? You will be more joyful. You will be more peaceful if you did life by the Holy Ghost. Your marriage, your home, your relationships, they will be better if you did it by the Holy Ghost. This church will be a better church. If we did it by the Holy Ghost, more, um, of course, we are doing things by the Holy Ghost much more. That's probably why we are having workers' vigil on Friday. Our nation would be better if more Christians in Nigeria were taught and actually lived life by the Holy Ghost, including the gifts. So, there are probably Christians that God has called and ordained, like Joseph. To solve this underdeveloped economic situation in Nigeria. But because they are forsaking living life by the Holy Ghost, they never have the opportunity. Or it never gets done. Then all of us have to suffer. Profit of all. Where the gifts are not manifested, where they are not taught. Whether we are talking an individual life or a family or a church or a city, or a nation, or the entire world, this world will be a better place to live today if Christians, including you and I, manifested these things of the Holy Ghost better than we are doing today. We are the problem. Or, let me say it this way, we are part of the problem. Whether we are talking on an individual level or a global level. And this is the solution, not condemning ourselves so let us sit down and examine what God has given us and how well we are maximizing the oil we have. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, do better. 
Somebody say we'll do better. We'll maximize life. This Holy Ghost we have, we'll maximize him better. Romans chapter 12, similar message. I want us to read it here. It's a bit clearer. It's the same message. No, like Paul preached the fruit of the Spirit in Romans 5 and Galatians, I mean Romans 4 and Galatians, is it Romans 4? No. Romans 5 and Galatians 5. The same thing. He preached the fruits in Romans 12, hallelujah, and Galatians 12. Sorry, Romans 5 and Galatians, Romans 8 and Galatians 5. So, quickly, look at Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, brethren, tap your neighbor again, he's talking about you and I. By the message of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Is setting you up towards stewardship. Holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't try to live life like the world. They don't know the Holy Ghost. They don't have the Holy Ghost. You know the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. Learn to live by the Spirit. Life will be better. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Be transformed by the reading of your mind that you may prove the will of God. He now gets into the core of what he wants to tell us. For I say, in other words, what I'm saying in verses 1 two, and 2 is because of what I'm about to say in verse 3. I say through the grace that is given to me, to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one. Hallelujah. Each one. We should not have a church. We should not have a city. We should not have a nation. We should not have a generation where there are Christians that are not doing this thing. It's to each one. Oh, we may not be able to control the entire world. We may not even be able to have sway over Nigeria, over the city of Lagos. But bless God, we can do something at least about our church and our personal lives. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Let's start from there. And we may not be even be able to get everybody in the church, but bless God, we should have a call that we can get. A sizable enough call that their sort will be more potent by the other things the other people have. So we will influence them, not them influencing us. We shouldn't have a church where, you see, in a church, there are carnal people, there are spiritual people. But the church never gets to a point where it's the carnal people that are influencing the spiritual people. It should be the other way around. Glory be to God. The spiritual ones, hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm one of them. You should be the one influencing the ones that are not spiritual. And this is a big part of it. Don't think of yourself more highly than your heart. And this is how you know you are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought. When your gift, hallelujah, is not benefiting the rest of us. It's an expression. It's subtle, but it's an expression of pride. And the way you are supposed to do it is what was teaching in chapter 12. You should allow the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, find expression through your gift. Or you should allow the gift of the Holy Ghost find expression through you. Verse 4. This is what Pastor I was talking about on Sunday. We are members of one body. We all have different parts. You need to know your own place. Hallelujah. But all members don't, fun, don't have the same function. So we be many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having then gifts. And that includes the gifts of the spirit. There are different gifts we have in the body. But including the gifts of the spirit. According to the grace given to us. 
Let us use them. Use your gift. This is how you maximize life. For the profit of all, use them. If your gift is prophecy, prophesy in proportion to your faith. If your gift is ministry or serving, use it in serving. He that teaches in his teaching, what I'm doing tonight. He that exalts in his exhortation. You see, different gifts or different activities or different operations, all by the same spirit or by the same Lord. Use what you have. He who gives. I'm so glad they put that one there. You know, the Bible is a summary book. They don't say everything. When you read nine gifts of the spirit, oh, for theological purposes, we can say nine. But God has more than nine. We stopped at nine because of what? Space. <laughs> John said if we write everything Jesus did, the world will not be able to contain the books. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We stop at nine fruits because of space. Oh, for theological class, nine gifts of the Spirit, nine fruits of the Spirit. But like I always mostly say here, if you can't find yourself in the nine gifts, start skydiving. You won't see that one in your New King James Bible. Okay, old King James. But let God use what you have. And that's how you maximize life. Praise the Lord. Let me close tonight. This is really where I'm going. Somebody shout wonders without number. Let me hear you say it louder. Wonders without number. You are not saying it as if you are interested. Wonders without number. We have been praying about it and pray about it too. Privately and corporately. In another few weeks we move. In fact, God has given me the theme of the next pursuit. Pray for wonders. It's not okay for a Christian to live an ordinary life. I and the children, we are for signs and wonders. He daily loads us with benefits. If you're enjoying God's benefit, the load, hallelujah, load means fullness, your life will be a wonder. And I know what I'm talking about. Daily. Not that you won't have challenges, no. You will overcome them. There are three secrets that I want to share or concepts about wonders. Three of them. Let me quickly mention them. We'll go deeper from next month. Number one is the concept of work. Praise the Lord. Number two is the concept of vision. And number three is the concept of power. If we are going to see wonders, enjoy wonders, manifest wonders, oh, thank God for prayer. As we are teaching people to pray and pray and pray a lot, we should also teach them you can't pray alone. There is no prayer you are going to pray, even if your name is Jesus Christ, that you get home and you want to eat eba. And by just praying in tongues on your dining table, a well-molded eba will be there with ewedu and ila and what, uh, what you want to eat with it. Just because I prayed. Ah, man, you don't know operations of the Holy Ghost. My own operation is when I pray like this. The angels begin to move and make my back for me. You are a devil. You are not the angels. After you have prayed that prayer, my friend, enter the kitchen and boil the water. Uh -huh. Step two. You do something. So that's simple. I don't know. No prayer cannot be the answer. Now, we don't say because we are going to have to enter kitchen. 
and boil water and take 10 steps, make a bath. We now don't pray. In the place of boiling water, hot water will be in your hand. And you have a scalp for the next six months. They have to start treating you. That's the one prayer we handle for you. May hot water not burn your hand when you are cooking in the kitchen. So live a balanced Christian life. Be prayerful. Hallelujah. Then do the things that are necessary. So after you pray for wonders, understand the secrets and the concepts that make it manifest. Or you just be a Christian that just be talking, 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 you will not see any manifestation in your life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. That's why teaching, that's why Bible was written. Hallelujah. So concept one is the concept of walk. You know why people don't see wonders? They don't walk. And there is no prayer in this world that will take the place of work. Nobody did miracles like Jesus. Let me read to you some of the things he said. John 7, 21. And he said to them, I did one work. And when he used that word work, he was talking about miracles. I did one miracle. He, he used work as a synonym of wonders. I did one work and you all marvel. And we could study the stories around all these statements he made, but we don't have that time tonight. Mark 9, 38 and 39. Verse 39, Jesus said to them, do not forbid him. They came to tell him, somebody is doing miracles in your name. Do not forbid him for no one who walks a miracle. Walks a miracle. Miracles only show when people walk. <laughs> when people just, of course, there's an argument that prayer is part of the walk. Beautiful. But the point here is not just that we only sat and prayed. We did some things. And it's interesting that he's using it as a synonym. No one does a miracle in my name that will speak evil of me. Hallelujah. Look at this story in Matthew 11. Let me just give you two quick, um, two more stories. John the Baptist was in prison. The Bible said he heard about the works of Jesus. What did he hear? The miracles that he did. So he sent his disciples and said to him, are you the one that is coming? Or do we look for another? Lord, watch the answer of Jesus to him. Verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things that you see and you hear. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the dead hear. And the dead are raised. I love this last one. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. And those are the works of Christ. The miracles were the works. And the Bible is teaching us something here. There is a concept of walking. Walking. And specifically, maybe I will get into this a bit the next time we continue. Like I said, we are praying next week, but we are still going to continue on this series of wonders next month. Specifically, walking the works of God. They came to meet Jesus. And he told, he told them, what, what do you mean to say? Walk the works of God. Or what must we do to walk the works of God? And he taught them how to do it. Miracles respond. You see, this is a simple truth. No man can do a miracle. Pastor T cannot do a miracle. Dr. K cannot do a miracle. Baba Boye cannot do a miracle. Who else do you know? The Pope cannot do a miracle. Only God can do miracles. But what God does is he uses men. He uses men. And he uses men as men do the works of God. And really, this is where I'm going. Without the gifts of the Spirit, we can't do the works of God. And without them, we can't see the miracles. Hallelujah. Are you still here? I'll close with this thought and then we're going to pray. 
It's interesting. The Bible tells us the believer, the new creation, he was created and called unto good works. And that's these works of God they are talking about. You are born again to walk. Let me say it this way. I and the children, we are for signs and wonders. Works is synonymous to miracle. You are born again for wonders. And one vital concept is as you walk, the works of God. The works of God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Remember we read Titus chapter 3. Let me read that text again. I stopped at verse 7. Titus chapter 3 earlier on. I want to quickly read it. It was describing our new birth experience. When the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to the mercy of God, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. And having been justified by this grace or his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Look at what verse 8 now says. That's in Titus chapter 3. This is a faithful saying, Pastor T. And this is, I want you to affirm all that he just said. We were born again by the mercy of God, not by our works. And that new birth experience was a regeneration or an operation of the Holy Spirit. Tell them that. Tell them that. Tell them, they should know operations of the Spirit in their life. This is thing. Remind them of these things. And you are to affirm them constantly that those who believed in God. Somebody shout, I believe in God. Please, all that in verse 3 to 7, those of us that believe in God should be careful to maintain good works. Be careful to maintain, see to it that you do good works. You are born again, praise the Lord, to walk the works of God. And I'm telling you, child of God, God was telling me this. You will always see miracles. Oh, it doesn't have to be like other people, but you will always see wonders if you're in the place of working for God. Oh, I'm already working for God. Do more. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Go deeper. There are bigger miracles. There are better miracles. There are greater miracles. We all know Ephesians 2 and 10. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Hallelujah. Titus 2 verse 14. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lewdness, deed, every lawless deed, and purify for himself what? A special people zealous for good works. And this is what brings miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives as we walk, as we walk for God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me close with this one. Acts 10, 38. This is our model. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. We can put works in brackets there. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. As Jesus was walking, the miracles were responding. Please remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 12. As I close. And um, Romans chapter 12 as well. Everybody's work is different. Everybody's assignment in the body is different. 
Everybody's path is different. Uh, my own is in music. My own is in preaching. My own is in ushering. And please, the things we do in church is the basic, is the beginning. We can really grow and develop in these things. Daniel was running a country. And he was doing it with a mind of, I'm working for God. Of course, let him see wonders. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Let's pray tonight. Kenamasha gadabrokata. Somebody say wonders in my life. Wonders in this church. Wonders in our nation. Wonders in our generation. Hallelujah. You know something I did this week? Watch this as, as we begin to pray tonight. I, I want us to really think beyond where we normally keep our minds. I, I was reading, I was watching on YouTube this artist. I don't know if you know him, Bruno Mars. I actually like his songs. I was watching and you will see some of his YouTube videos, three billion views. I mean, there are people like that. Billions. Now, it doesn't mean it's just three billion people. It usually means three billion devices. That's amazing. How many human beings are on the face of the earth? We are approaching eight billion. You, three billion devices. Okay, let's even see all of Pastor T's devices, three or four are watching your work. <laughs> and interesting, I, I listened to some of his interviews. To him, he's serving his purpose. He said his own is to write songs that make people love and be happy and dance. That, that, that's his vision. Hallelujah. And he's touching the world. And there are people like that in the entertainment industry. Glory be to God. And that's what Jesus told us. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, wh why do people listen to people like that? They have taken the time to really focus. This guy has been doing what he's doing since he was four years old. It's the same story of people like Michael Jackson and some of these other people we read about. And he said something that struck me. As I, was, I, I mean, I watch only God knows how many hours of being. I was just, I've watched the story before, every now and then I go and just listen to him, just to inspire myself. Said, I don't, know, I don't know how to do anything else. I can't do accounting. I didn't mention this. I'm just, I can't do engineering. I can't run a government. I can't work in an office as a banker. I don't know anything else. This is what I've done with my life. I'm an entertainer. And he has stayed with it, his work. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may not even be able to see as far. I told you the second thing for wonders is vision. Let's even come down. Maybe ah, you don't see yourself being world number one pastor, touching the entire world. Fine, fine. Can you still see yourself from where you are just being a blessing to pull around you? That is what the Holy Ghost was sent into your life to do. Please hear me. Thank God for the fruit of the Spirit, your character and all that. But there's another assignment the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. That's, oh, your own is entertainment. There's a way the Holy Ghost can work on your life that through that thing you're doing, it's profiting or blessing every other person. And I'm telling you, it can go all over the world. All over the world. Hallelujah. It's only as far as your eyes can see. Lift your hands where you are tonight. Just for a few minutes, we're going to pray. 
just want you to just ask the Holy Ghost to help you in this area. My work. And I'm talking of my work of God. What is this thing you have given me? Or these things you have given me? Help me. How can my life touch more people? It's one prayer I pray every day as a pastor. How can we reach more people? Sometimes I'm on that prayer for months. How can we touch more people? How can more people get born again? How can more people get blessed? How can we teach these things to more people? Okay, here we are. We, we are getting blessed. We, we are not broke. We are not sick. Our marriages are working. How can we teach it to more people? How can we communicate this thing to more people? That is how to maximize life. Oh, you are Bruno Mars. How can I write another song? How can I do another album that the whole world will listen to? Ah, three billion people watching your video. What? <laughs> Hallelujah. And you just focus on that. And you just want to write songs that people are happy and they dance. And what are the songs they are writing? He's writing about sex. He's writing about love. And what is this concept we are using? Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, help me to find my own. He said the gift is for each one. Everybody here and everybody in this church, there's something if you will just yield to the Holy Spirit, it will be blessing other people around you. And I'm telling you, your goal should be, Lord, let it bless everybody in my immediate vicinity, my city, my nation, the entire world. Oh, Holy Spirit, your gift in my life, your abilities in my life, like Daniel governed in Babylon, like Joseph ruled in Egypt, help me to identify my place, my part in the body, and let me be a blessing to others, to others. Oh, Shataka Labrasa, let my life bring profit to countless people. Help me to walk the works of God in my life. Let the abilities of God that will benefit other people and that will bring profit in other people, let it be seen in my life in the name of Jesus. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Whatever gift you have, whatever ability you have, whatever talent you have, start with the things you do in the church. How can it benefit more people? Holy Spirit, how can it influence more lives? How can it bring profit to more families, to more homes, to more individuals? Oh, Shataka, activate that dimension of the operation of the Spirit in your life. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Look. God can hear your heart's cry. I will give of him that is thirsty, the fountain of living waters. That phrase refers to the Holy Ghost. And this is one dimension of the oppression of the Holy Ghost. Where through you, his gifts can be benefiting other people. Ask him for that help. More of your gifts, more of your gifts, more of your abilities. Let my life 
blessed countless people from tens to hundreds to thousands. Oh, till I'm touching people all over the world. Kedabashakaya, by the help of the Holy Ghost. Listen, we're going to close with this prayer tonight. Just give me a few more minutes. I'm going to release us on John 7, 37. I actually saw people just praying around the altar here tonight, very briefly. Just coming and just really pouring out their hearts to God. God, help me. Help me. Let me just do the works of God. Let the gifts of the Spirit... And listen, it doesn't matter whether you're an entertainer, you're a businessman, you're a pastor, you're a wife, you're a husband. It's just about touching other people. On that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, I took time to show you all those things I showed you. If anyone is interested in this operation of the Spirit, where through you, God can bring profit to others. Let him come to me and drink. Please, the drinking is important. That is the key here. Some people carry Holy Ghost around, but they are not drinking anything. What am I to drink? Drink the gifts of the Spirit. Partake of it. Out of your belly, he that believes in me, as the scripture says, watch this. Out of your belly, he now didn't say fountain, rivers of living water. The Holy Ghost can do something that will come out of your life. Rivers bless nations. That's how people can sing songs. And billions, billions, so not millions, billions, somebody say billions, can be entertained by somebody's work. That is a wonder in itself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said if you are thirsty for it, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Of, and this, the Bible said, is spoke by the Holy Ghost. What is the summary? So, there is a way the Holy Ghost can operate in my life. Hallelujah. And something that is coming forth can be blessing people and blessing people and bringing profit to people. Countless people. Somebody say countless people. Can you imagine billions? Hallelujah. But when I first saw that thing, I thought it was millions. Then I looked at it again. Ah, this is three and a half billion people. How many are we on the earth? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org Telephone 234-810-00-006-40